our ancestors grew their own food and butchered them when they needed food. And it was a sacred act. And then tell us, tell our listeners about the first time you had to kill your food. And I don't know, is that even the right term? I mean, yeah, I really love the, the things that you said in our pre-interview about the mindset. Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Kristen Mays is a homesteader from Wisconsin who turned her passion for homesteading into a business. It all started by wanting to be healthier and to know where her food came from. She was also fascinated by all the varieties of edible plants that she couldn't get from the grocery store. From there, she and her husband bought a small, two-acre homestead and started to grow and raise their own food. When Kristen began raising meat animals, she realized that a lot of the animal went to waste. And instead of throwing away all the bones, fur, and feet, she decided to put it to good use. She began making art and jewelry with animal bones to get more use out of the waste. This also gave Kristen an opportunity to paint money from her homestead so she could do it full time. This developed into a passion, and she started talking about how fulfilling homesteading was for her and her new business. People got interested, so she started a podcast called Live Your Passion, and it's all about living a life that you love. She is passionate about many things and strives to live her best life possible. Kristen is now helping other people do the same by setting an example and inspiring others through her mission and sharing her voice. Let's take a listen. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? I'm good. Happy Earth Week. Happy Earth Week. Happy Earth Week to all you earthlings and human beings and Mother Nature and everything. All the things. <laughs> so what did you think about our spring uh, our spring gardening series, Raquel? No, it was great. I think it was short and sweet and really great for some of you who are either novice gardeners or those of you who don't even have a garden yet. And you're thinking about, you know, starting one sometime this year or in the next year, because we did talk about how important it is to not just go all in at one time, but to do the research ahead of time to know your zone to know what kind of soil you have to, you know, pick up a book or find a blog on what type of plants do really well in your zone. Because we're in Texas, we can't grow a lot of things that people can grow up north or on the coast. So don't, you know, don't blow through your money and, and buy all <laughs> these plants that aren't going to survive in your climate. So I think it was a great show. And I'm happy we were able to share a little bit about our passion. And we love, you know, I've been in the garden every day this week. It's been nice. Awesome. And all, you know, one of the things I like to treat myself to, Raquel, one of my little guilty pleasures is uh, alongside going to the nurseries and buying plants, I love to buy gardening magazines and I keep them, look at them, and then I cut things out and I get my inspiration. So, yeah, um, even if you're not an avid gardener, but you love listening to these two earthy girls talk about their love of gardening and you can live through vicariously through us. Come on, take a listen. Yeah, go back and <laughs> listen and take notes because uh, gardening is, I think, it, like you said, it's therapy. It's good for the soul. And I think it's something that everyone can have a little bit. You don't have 
you know, go all in and be, you know, Farmer John and, you know, have 40 acres of corn or 40 acres of cotton or 40 acres of whatever, but you can No, can't. but if you like flowers and butterflies, you can have a little butterfly garden that has some pretty flowers for pollinators on your patio, or you can, if you'd like to cook, everybody likes to cook. Well, not everybody, but you know, right. we all like to eat food. So, you know, even if you enjoy gardening and I went to my sister-in-law's house last night and she's got mint for days. I was like, just bundle this up and give it to us for mother's day. Like no gifts needed. Just give us a big old bundle of, of mint, you know? So I feel like even if you have a small little herb garden on your patio, mm -hmm. I think it's a great way. Plants are just, they're so beneficial and they bring so much just joy to your life. So. Yes. And FYI, the mint for days, I keep mine in pots because mint can take, it is one of those that can travel. <laughs> so, well, yeah. that's what I told her, but she is living is living in a house, which is great because I've actually never moved into a house that there was a gardener before I moved in. So I've never got to reap those benefits, but you know, every house I've left, I definitely have put things in the ground that come back every year and mint was mm -hmm. her gift. <laughs> that was from somebody <laughs> before her, but now it's, it's turned into a weed because it is literally taking over the whole entire front garden beds. Um, but I was like, well, let's just have a, a derby party and have some mint juleps. I'm all about it. Woo. That sounds fun. I love that. <laughs> I want some mint juleps. Yeah. Okay. So before we dive into today's episode, we have a very interesting young woman on the podcast today. I met her through one of those podcasting groups. I told you I've joined trying to, you know, meet people to collaborate with. And this woman is so interesting. And Raquel, she's, you know, early 30s and she's a homesteader. But before we dive into today's topic, what did you do for the planet this week? Yes. So I have been doing, you know, my normal things right now are kind of spring cleaning and gardening. Those are my focus around the house, you know, getting their yard and the garden looking really good, but also detoxing what no longer serves me in my home. Things that, you know, clothes that you, we talked about that sometimes just detoxing your house can just be decluttering and getting rid of some of the things that are taking up dust or, you know, creating some unnecessary stress in your life. So I actually loaded up entire car full of goods to go to our local donation shop that resells everything back in the community. And all the money is used to help with food drives and, di and diaper drives literally in my zip code. People that, you know, my kids could be going to school with, it really helps the community. So I know some people just like to throw things away, but you know, try to fight that urge and have three different boxes, you know, have something that you want to keep if you can't get rid of it, but it needs to get out of your closet or out of your eyesight, you know, have a keepsake <laughs> box. I have a keepsake box that I want to keep a few of my things for my kids to have. And then you have a donation box. So that is going to be, that's not trash. That's not clothes with holes in it. You know, if you've got shirts with holes in it, cut them up and make it a rag so that you can mm -hmm. clean, you can dust with or um, so, you know, if there are things that you know that you would buy again or somebody would like, you can either hand, hand them down to somebody or you can drive to one of your local donation spots and drop that off because putting old clothes and old shoes and things like that in the trash that can actually, you know, have another life. That's very wasteful. And we talk about the impact of that on our planet. So ditching mm -hmm. fast fashion has really been important to me and thrifting. And so that felt good. It felt good to go donate and it felt good knowing that 
um, that money was going to be used to help people in, in my area that are that in, that are in need. Um, and also, too, like I said, I've been working in the garden every day a little this week. I've been feeling good. The knees are feeling good. So I've been getting out in the garden. And it feels so good to get your hands in the dirt. And we know that working with the soil actually promotes serotonin levels and boosts your mood. So we talk about how therapy, you know, garden is gardening is really a therapy for your soul. So get outside, get your hands in the dirt, even if it's just planting some seeds. The kids and I have been planting. They have a little garden area they like to work in. And so we planted some seeds that they wanted to grow. And, you know, it was messy and it wasn't perfect, but it was fun. And we enjoyed getting our hands in the dirt together. And I've been doing a lot of weeding around the garden beds and the boxes. And then kind of taking a page out of your book is just driving less this week. You know, how can we honor the earth during Earth Week? I think we can drive less. We can do less. And like you said, just overall working in that mindset of just needing less. And I'm working on being content with what I have, where I am, you know, doing spending time, just doing nothing. Like, it's not nothing because you are being intentional, but yeah. sitting and being still, not needing anything and meditating, stretching, and just being more intentional and present is really a great way to show up and show your gratitude for planet Earth on Earth Week. Oh, Raquel, I love that. That's music to my ears because our society, um, and not just our society, our advertisers, our mass producers really want us to be in the mindset of more, more, more. And we have fallen asleep and we have drank the Kool-Aid more, more, more. And we are stressed, we're diseased, and our families aren't happy, relationships aren't good. So because we cannot stop for a moment and rethink and repurpose and reimagine our life, there's consequences and the consequences are huge and they're impacting all of us for the planet. Uh, you know, kind of like what you did. I'm on the other end because, you know, for me, spring is not only, you know, detoxification. You see all of a sudden there's all these spring garage sales going on mm -hmm. and you know, we love to just go uh, your stepfather market. I just love to go around to the different garage sales or estate sales in our neighborhood. And I have things from people that are no longer, living I have in my home because I have gone to their estate sale and mm -hmm. I so Same. much yeah I get so much pleasure you know I was just thinking today I was just thinking Arlene she gave me this wonderful chair that's at my desk my secretary that I bought from another woman uh who was ending it was near the end of her life cycle and was moving on to a space where she could have care and she had beautiful things. And I bought, we bought so much from her. So for me, spring is also, you know, about detoxing and decluttering and, you know, like you said, getting rid of service, but also too, it's an opportunity to go. And, you know, I needed a new desk. I've been wanting for a long time and it took me a while. I, you know, I pulled out some inspiration things from different magazines. You know, I like to buy the little cottage garden magazines and I had, you know, had a little image in my mind and guess what? It's not anything like the image, but I now have that secretary that belonged to that beautiful woman, Claire. And then I have my chair, Marlene, and it gives me so much joy to think about them, you know, that secretary or using that secretary or Marlene sitting on that chair. And that's a way we can honor people that have, you know, sleep for the rest of their life and, you know, eternal rest. 
but uh, that's I think what- that's great. I mean, I think that that we need to get out of that habit of thinking that old things are bad or they're, you know, they're cheap or, oh, someone didn't want them. So why would I want it? You know, another man's trash is another man's treasure for real. It's true. (laughs) I've experienced it. I'm teaching that, that gift to my children and just getting out of the mindset thinking like, oh, I always need something new, new to me. Think if I need something new to me, which is pre-loved, pre-owned. Some people like the word pre-loved instead of pre-owned or used, you know, Say pre-loved. This is a pre-loved piece of jewelry or pre-loved desk that you get to sit at and think of your friends or family, whoever you. But, you know, during Earth Week, I think it is a great way, you know, try to fight that urge to buying something new this week and and buy something secondhand pre-loved and and show the Earth, you know, a little bit of love this week for Earth Day. I'm excited because we have KT the Yogi coming on after our guest to do a little Earth Day meditation. So please stay tuned for the entire show so that you can benefit from that beautiful meditation that she's going to give us. Yes. And also uh, wanted to mention before we get into the interview with Kristen, I uh, did, speaking of thrifting, I did go to my favorite thrift store yesterday and I have a function weekend for my husband being honored. Uh, he's getting a very special uh, recognition from his job, his work, and I bought myself a cute little cocktail dress and uh, less than $20, Raquel. So adorable and um, looking forward to, you know, passing a few things down to you that are quality, of course, and then, you know, decluttering and just you know, Earth Day is a is a very special day for us, and we are celebrating all week long. Um, we will release this episode. We're actually recording before Earth Day because we're Earth Week, but we do have a special episode that we're going to drop tonight. I need to mention that uh, Zareen uh, was with me last night at 930 because it was, uh, you know, we're 12 hours away. So we did record that last night. Uh, we're going to have drop some you know, up until Earth Day. So y'all can look forward to having more of the Earthy Girls during Earth Week. Hey, Raquel, I'm so excited about our guest today. We have a real life homesteader, Kristen Mays, all because she wanted to help save the world and not support the massacre of animals. So she's going to hop on with us today, Raquel. I know you and I are both excited to talk to her and really kind of pick her brain and unpack that decision that she made to grow her own meat and then also to kill her own meat. So I'm fascinated with this modern young woman making this decision. What do you think, Raquel? Are you ready to meet Kristen? Yeah, I'm excited. Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited for today's interview. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your time, sweetheart. Okay, so you and I had a, a wonderful conversation last Thursday, last week, and we talked about, uh, you told me that you could, you were in a place in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, where you could not support the mass massacre of animals, but you didn't, you know, when you had the choice, am I going to go vegan or do I grow my own meat? And you chose the latter. I mean, wow, that's a, that's a huge decision. Yeah. So it, it kind of all, it didn't start with that. Like homesteading was, I was researching plants because it started with wanting to eat healthier and then seeing all the pesticides in our food and the price of the organic food, if I wanted to eat just organic. And then it was also that there was very limited 
things that I could buy at the store. And when I started researching plants, then I found all these really cool plants that I could grow here that you don't, that no one's ever heard of. And I just love interesting things. I love being interesting. I love mm-hmm. finding things that, that are out, outside of what's normal. So, so I was like, well, if I want to grow these plants, I got to have some room to grow it. I need to get out of this apartment. And so I told my husband, I want to buy some land so I can grow some, some of these really cool plants. So that's how it started. But then it progressed from there. And then as I started connecting to the earth more by growing my own food and just being outside more and, and really connecting with my own spirituality, spirituality mm-hmm. and, and connecting with the earth, then I started realizing, you know, I want to be more connected. And then I started uh, I started raising my own meat and then it's pigs because we were like, well, we can raise pigs and then we don't have to slaughter it ourselves. And then we brought it to the butcher. Uh, but then after that, I was like, I was, um, I just wanted to be even more connected. And I wanted to support ourselves through our homestead and not support the big factory farms. So the more I, the more I did it, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't want to be vegan, but I don't want to support that. I want to be self-sufficient. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's, that is a good thing. If you can do that lifestyle, if you can afford to buy land, if you can uh, be self-sufficient in a rapidly changing world, especially with climate change the way it is, it, it, it is the preferred method, but it's not the easiest route, right, Raquel? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a homesteader by any means. I have a couple chickens and a couple garden boxes. So I'm just, I'm really interested on how, you know, how long you've been doing this and what is it? Did you go all in? Did you just jump right into growing all of your own food or did you work your way up to that? I wish that I worked my way up to it, but I did jump all in. It was, I I got obsessed with plants and just, it went from like A to Z. What are all the plants on the face of the earth? And, and then I, I just, I collected all these plants, like just wanted to learn about them for about like 10 years. I was researching plants, like all the plants in the world. And then, well, it was all the edible plants because I, I love just growing things that I can use. So, so any medicinal plants or edible plants that I could grow. So then I kind of went away from like tropical plants and I was like, okay, what can I grow here while I live here? And, um, so I've been doing this for about four years. And when I, when I got into it, I I went a little crazy and I was like, I want everything. And when we, we have two acres and when we bought it, one of the reasons why I wanted this place was the people before us were organic farmers. So mm-hmm. there, it was already organic land. There's been no pesticides on it. And they had this enormous garden. And I was like, I could do this. So I didn't change the garden at all. I kept it. It was probably like 2,500 square feet. And wow. so then I attempted this giant just of land and plant over a hundred varieties of vegetables and it was intense it was insane i was out there eight hours a day waiting for 
every day that I could um, put a strain on my marriage. Spend time with the family. All you do is garden. And then I was so headstrong, and and I was so determined. I'm like, I have to make this work. And at the same time, it was all these animals. We added all the eggs, turkey, geese, rabbits, goats, just everything that I could have on my two acres. And very stressful the first two years, but exciting because this is what I wanted but I understand that I needed to scale back in order to be realistic because I had this enormous garden and I planted all these plants I, I spent this money on it but I only got about 10% back on that first garden because I couldn't keep up like I'm only one person yeah and that's fine that's the thing <laughs> That's one of the things that Raquel and I really hone in on this podcast is we try to uh, educate, but we also try to warn people, don't try too much. As I can raise my hand, I'm guilty. Just like you, Chris, when I first got my garden, uh, I would spend hours out there. And then I realized, my God, this is what farmers do. They get up at 4 a.m. and they work until the sun goes down. I'm like, I'm not that. I had to face my own limitations. And so um, I realized I did not try to grow as much. And I did that. At first, my husband was the same way. He, I was pretty much out there by myself or with my children. I could talk them into doing it because it was a chore. But my husband finally five years together we now call it our garden because he helps but it's t- it took a long time to get him out there so I feel your pain it was just you out there for eight hours a day weedy that's just oh my god that's 2,500 foot is a big garden isn't it Raquel mm-hmm. yes we just have we have small things so you know I've I really back but going to our second question this is something that um like I said, it's fascinating to me. You're a very interesting, modern young woman. You know, our ancestors, they grew all their own food. You know, when we had to stop running and we could figure out how to get a cave and we could figure out how to kill a woolly mammoth and then we could figure out, you know, how to take all the hide off to make our clothing. When we were, you know, as, as our evolutionary ancestors continue to evolve, we have evolved the place to where we don't know where our meat comes from. We don't know where our vegetables come from. And, you know, it's a sacred act to grow your own meat and grow your own animal and then to kill it and to butcher it for the meat so that you can eat to put into your freezer, to put onto your dinner table. So tell us about that first time that you had to kill your own animal. Well, that's it for the first part of our interview with homesteader Kristen Mays. Next week, we will wrap up the interview, and I hope that you enjoyed Earth Day last Saturday and some of the episodes that we recorded with children's book author Zareen Barda. And I'm hoping that y'all pop back in next week and listen to the rest of this fascinating interview with homesteader Kristen Mays. Until then, y'all stay earthy. Perfect. That was good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Have a great day. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.
The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy. Stay earthy.